Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. A special shout-out to the second-year broadcasting students at the School of Media, Art and Design in Oshawa in my talk radio class. If you're listening, there will be bonus marks. And if you're not, then marks will be deducted. (laughs) Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. This is a program for those of you who subscribe to the notion that there is more to reality than what we can see, hear, touch, smell, and taste. And this program is also for those of you who believe that, as Morpheus said in The Matrix, the world is being pulled over our eyes to blind us from the truth. Come on in and set a spell. You have found us and you are among friends. My little studio here in Liberty Village is very busy. We've got company. Albert, the intern, is here. Tim Spreen on the other side of the glass, pushing buttons and twisting knobs and dials as always. And also joining us in my studio, my special guest tonight, our guest host, our co-host, and the contest winner from my Follow the Truth Summit, you remember that, back in November in Oshawa, Dwayne Hickey held the winning ticket, and so he got to help out and uh, produce tonight's show. He actually helped choose our guests, and we had dinner just down the street. Together before the show, he's going to sit in on the show, co-host. Dwayne, welcome. How are you? I'm doing very well, Richard. I, I want to just say that I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. The audio imaginarium is much bigger on the inside. <laughs> That's right. Do you remember those old Disney cartoons with a little tent and you walk in the tent and it's like you're inside a, uh, a mansion or something? You're right. Well, welcome to the inner sanctum. Well, thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm an IT professional. I'm married. I have a daughter named Chantel, my wife Emily. They're probably listening or going to be listening soon. And um, it's been a wonderful journey getting to know all the different stories and conspiracies out there. It's really opened up my eyes. And you can really, like you said, dig deep and peel back the onion and, and see the, all the different layers of, of what's going on beneath the surface of the world that we live in. Well, we're uh, delighted to have you with us. And uh, good job in, in line, helping line up uh, tonight's show. You knew exactly who you wanted on the program. And we went out and we found him. Albert did, actually. And I knew immediately that our guest, John Searle, was right for this program the moment I logged onto his website. And I saw this quote from Arthur C. Clarke. When a distinguished but elderly scientist states that something is possible, he's almost certainly right. When he states that something is impossible, he is very probably wrong. John Searle is a professor and inventor of the Searle Effect Generator. The Searle Effect Generator, or SEG. Get this, it's a self-contained electrical power generator able to produce clean and sustainable energy. It's a magnetic prime mover that operates without friction and can supply electrical power to suit both home and industry. Let's find out more about the Searle Effect Generator. John Searle, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you, sir? I'm fine, and I thank you very much for offering me the time to talk to your listeners. For those uh, not familiar with the Searle Effect Generator, paint us a picture. What does this device look like? Please, in, in layman's terms. Well, to look at it by only person, it does look like three solid rings, and each ring has a layer of rollers operating around it. And these three rings, are they stacked one on top of the other? 
Now they fold over each other. They fold over each other. Yeah. They float you're, over each got, other? You're looking at three rings laid flat, and they all got set of rollers running around them. The first one has 12, the next one 22, and the final one 32. This creates a dial effect where the energy can only go outwards. It's not inwards. Now, the, the genesis or the origins of the SEG date all the way back to the days following the Second World War. We're talking 1946 when you were just a, a young oh, yeah. lad. Tell us about That's how this I idea... started to prove that my dreams were correct, technically correct. Well, tell us about your dreams that led to the creation of the SEG. Well, the dream actually based itself on the simple game all children normally play called hopscotch. Oh, yes. That took me to what is called a matrix. And it's square four, the matrix four. In there, it said, there's something wrong with your education. You have to search, find it, and correct it. And that is what I did from 1946. I was in the right place at the right time, learning the right type of job that made me think of the dreams and made me look into what the dreams were saying. And it proved Sir Isaac Newton was absolutely correct. It's I... not Newton proving I'm correct. I'm proving he is correct. And uh, what aspect of, of Newton's theory uh, uh, was correct? Are we talking about the laws of thermodynamics, or what are we talking about? No, now that's the error everyone's making. It's nothing to do with heat and the machine. It's to do with forces, that you have two forces playing on the mass. You've got one force coming from the force that you're creating, the force, and you've got a second one, right angles to it. The first one, if I was Newton, and I was at the lab now, and I'm looking at this structure, I went to lift a roller, I would notice a strong pull, magnetic pull. I would then know that the force you use it to hold that roller in place is magnetic. Right. Then I look at that, the second force that makes it move. So we have two forces acting on mass. So it comes in Newton's second law at the beginning. That force acting on the mass will unbalance the atoms. And electrons will be forced to move. In the movement of electrons, you'll create other forces to come into play. And the key one is, of course, naturally, momentum. That is what keeps the roller moving. So, these rollers, are they magnetic? Yes. You see, you, under the law, two opposites attract. Correct. We see the rollers are tracked to the plate. Therefore, there must be one must be negative, the other one must be positive. Got it, yes. Now, we have the problem here. Something odd is happening here. The rollers in the proper SUG do not touch the plate. How can that be? You've got this strong field pulling the magnet, the rollers in towards itself. Right. Yet, the rollers cannot touch that surface. The reason is that the way we build it, how we set the chemicals up, 
causes an eddy current to be created. And therefore, the eddy current stopped the roller dead from hitting the plate. We demonstrate this with a very powerful magnet at the lab. You cannot put that magnet on that copper plate. There's no way you could do it. That eddy current stopped you dead. Is it the energy uh, produced by this eddy current, then, that you are harnessing for uh, power? Yes. Well, we are harnessing the eddy current to lift the rolls from the plate so there's no wear or tear and no noise. Now they're running free, flying. They're actually flying around the plate. I understand. So the eddy current allows for the levitation, which means there's no friction, therefore there's no... Uh, that's right, and there's no waste, there's no, there's no loss in energy. Now you imagine, you've got a power unit in your house that won't wear out, it won't cause you any maintenance costs. Look at the money you'll end up in the year to spend on other things that you need. But uh, before, and I want to introduce you to my, my co-host tonight, uh, Dwayne Hickey, who's a, a big fan of yours and, and was responsible for getting you on the program. But uh, before we get to Dwayne, I have a question to ask, John, and you've been asked this uh, countless times, I know. Is this, in fact, then, what you're describing, a perpetual motion machine? Well, not really. People call it that. It's not. All it's doing is just recycling energy. Just recycling the energy. All right. Let me introduce you to, uh, to our, our co-host tonight, Dwayne Hickey. Dwayne, did you want to jump in with a question for Mr. Searle? Hi, John, and thank you for coming on the program tonight. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be talking to you right now. Um, it's a pleasure to talk to you as well. Um, I, I think um, what I'd like to say is you've created this wonderful device, and um, I don't know if we want to jump ahead a little bit, but I, I'd just like to know how soon would this be available in, in homes and, and industry? Well, there's three problems, basic. First is greed. Second is ignorance. Third is cost. Now, the problem is I've been blocked from producing the energy to go to the marketplace. Not surprisingly. Who want to own it. <laughs> sure. And that's a trouble today. STI still believes they own it and they have every right. And they are calling the public by fraud and deception. They do not own anything, not a cent. But they are blocking the finance we would get to get this job done quick. That's my big problem. We're coming up on a break here, John, a commercial break. When we come back on the other side, we'll, we'll delve further into how this device operates uh, and how it could benefit mankind, supply electrical power to both home and industry. Imagine, I know many of us may not be thinking about this right now because the uh, uh, the price of a, a liter or a gallon to our American friends uh, of gasoline is, uh, has fallen significantly. However, uh, imagine... Imagine such a device in your home, in your factory. Think of the well, impact. Well, I have one in my home for 31 years. Well, we'll find out more about that when we come back. John Searle, professor, inventor of the Searle Effect Generator, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hey, welcome back. 
Also joining us in studio is Dwayne Hickey, my special co-host and uh, the winner of our uh, our contest at the Follow the Truth Summit held back in November. He won a, uh, an opportunity to sit in on the show and help book the show, and he did a fine job. John Searle is with us. He claims he has the solution to our global energy crisis. What's more, he says he's had it for over 60 years, and he's regarded by many as the godfather of free energy science. Perhaps you've seen the John Searle story, a documentary which came out in 2009, directed by Brad Lockerman. Uh, John, uh, before the break, we, we, you were talking about uh, the Searle uh, effect. And yeah. uh, I, I want to drill down a little bit more uh, in this. Now, let's say, for example, you, uh, you, you have this in your home. Is that correct? Yes. How is it? How is it being utilized? Uh, I mean, are you running all of your electrical needs based on this device? Are you totally off the grid, yes, as it were? I was totally running the whole house. Demonstrated to the media uh, day after day how good the system was. And so you're you're entirely off the grid. Is that correct? Oh yes. Now the grid was on the house. I had to have the grid on, but I was using the own my own source to show the interviewers that we were running the whole house on this generator and where is it is it this energy uh, this energy coming from is it is it zero point energy well it, the energy is all around us we're wasting energy all the time what the unit does it attracts its energy back and compress it and get it into uniform motion so it can be reused again but we don't burn it in the process. We just charge it up, and that charge is released at the end of the functions as energy we can use. So it's a converter of energy that's wasted. Uh, but is there a is there a prime mover or a prime energy source? It's, it's a it's a prime mover. It's a, what we call a magnetic effort. It's it's a Riding on a magnetic wave. Okay. But do you have to plug it in, or do you have to turn it on, or how no, does it... No, it's You could take it anywhere you like. So it's portable. It. It's portable. It's portable. Absolutely. That is what I wanted to make. And that is what we have absolutely achieved. Only now, because of cost, we have to try to find cheaper ways of doing it. Well, why is it so expensive? How many? How many? How difficult is this to build? How many parts does it have, for example? Well, that's that. That every roller you're looking at is eight parts of four different materials. That's the first thing. Then, how many units you have on the plate? The next plate got to have ten more. The next plate, ten more. What you're really looking at is that you've got a solid ring. Round a solid plate, but we have divided it into 12 pieces on the first, and then we rolled it into a cylinder, so it can roll freely around that plate. So it's very simple to look at, but it is very difficult to do, because it calls for a different type of magnetic effect than our present-day system. And what material... You cannot make it with our normal magnetizer. You have to have a very special one to do that. What materials uh, is it made from? Is it, it? Well, first of all, we have to have a rare earth. The reason is it has a lot of extra electrons available to use. That gives you the kickstart. 
to get it to start on its own. Then you need a reservoir material, which is an insulator, which controls the flow of electrons passing through it. You don't get all the energy of the magnetic material inside flowing through quickly in one go. And then you just get a pulse. Then secondary, another pulse. That's no good. We have to smooth it out. And we do that with a plastic material. Then you have your accelerator. We call it accelerator. It speeds up the electrons to the, almost the speed of light. And it has a magnetic effect. Then the last material is the very thing no magnetizing company wants. It's a material that produces eddy currents. We need eddy currents to lift the roller from the surface because two lights repel. So you must have a highly negative point and the rollers must be highly negative. So they repel, they lift away from the plate. They will not touch that plate. So you have a nice silent running machine. Right. And, and how, 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 how much space would this take up in, in your home? How big is this? Well, for a domestic one, we're looking at something about, uh, I would guess, from what we do, we'd be about 14 inches wide and 4 inches deep. That would sit. 14 inches wide? Wall or inside wall. About the size of a dinner plate? Forget about it. About the size of a dinner plate? Well, basically a little bigger, just a little bigger than a dinner plate. That's remarkable. Let me turn it over to my uh, my special co-host tonight, Dwayne Hickey. Dwayne, do you have another question for, for Mr. Searle? When you were, um, I, I watched a video on you, and when you were 14 and a half, you, you built this device in a home in London. Um, how, did, how did you make it back then? Well, the parts were made at the factory where I worked. I assembled them at home to do the research work as to what the effects would be. Because from the scientific world, they said the rollers would not stay on the surface of the plate. Certainly, if they did, you try to move and they would shoot off. But we proved them wrong in both cases. John, the uh, again, I come back to uh, the critics and the skeptics and the debunkers who would say you cannot have, you know, one of the laws of thermodynamics is you cannot have more energy out, uh, coming out than is going in. How do you get around that? What do you say to I the... I laugh at them because they're blind. They're, they're lacking education. If you are putting a fuel out that attracts energy in, that's wasted. Now, from the sun, you have 100% of energy hits the earth. 70% goes back out because we don't know how to use it. The energy knows how to use it. There are tons of energy out there, millions of uncountable electrons waiting for somewhere to go. And the energy gives them that opportunity to find a place to go. So the energy can continue. There is no burning of fuel involved. And how much money would it take to start mass producing this? Let's say, for example... Um, I don't know, one of the major oil companies decided, all right, the time is running out for the age of fossil fuels. Let's get behind John Searle's uh, generator and uh, let's pump some money into it. How much money would it take to start mass producing this thing for, for home uh, use? To be honest, to, to set up a mass production unit from the ground floor, we're looking today 
price, something like 55 million or even 68 million. A drop in the bucket. Yes. But, of course, when you look back to my days, to make an SCG, when you're doing it in the electrical power station, would really cost about 180 pounds in English money for an SCG. Because you've got all the tools, tools and energy to make it. So, but about 55, 60 a million, did you say, or billion? Yes, million. Million. Yes. All right, again, a drop in the bucket uh, for a company to start mass producing this. Now, the, oh, other, yes. the other issue, of course, rare earths. They're called rare earths for a reason. Yes. And we know that, for example, countries like China are very busy buying up rare earths. Are there yes. enough rare earths uh, to, you know, to... Uh, allow for mass production of these devices so that every home in America, let's say, to begin with, could have one. Is there enough rare earth? Well, first of all, I'd like to point out all our materials are made in China. We have a good connection and interested companies who make the material precisely as I asked them to. No company in America would do it because they say it's too risky. What are the what are the uh, you, you've posted these videos on on YouTube and so forth and and uh, Albert I believe that on our slideshow on our hangout there's a picture of this correct? No, Al- well people put out pictures how they see things or what they've seen. Uh, I have nothing to do with that, what goes out on the web. No, but how how is what the I media? It's the writing of the technical books which I'm now writing the biggest one I've ever written. For the general public, no, but when it will be a thousand pages long. Okay, but when let's say, for example, uh, fellow scientists, colleagues of yours, uh, uh, see this and they they see it demonstrated, what are they saying? Are they are they writing uh, peer-reviewed articles about this, for example? Yeah, well, let's put it from my opinion of people from Bowen when they demonstrate the system. They ask you, where does the fuel go in? And you just told them how the fuel go in. They're looking for a place where you put the gasoline in. <laughs> These are the folks and at there Boeing. There is no place. Yes, the energy is all around us. Right, right. Billions and billions of free negative ions are sitting there waiting for somewhere to go. And the energy attracts them. I don't know. I, I find that hard to believe that Boeing would uh, would be so skeptical, given you know their work in anti-gravitics and so forth. We know about from the 1950s. Uh, but so uh, Boeing isn't interested. Is there anyone that's shown interest that's willing to invest in your in your device? Well, let me say here, when Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, was alive and president, he did try to get the Edward Air Force Base to back. This system. Is that right? Yes, that's true. We, we have put the details in my book. Again, I put them in this book. He was interested that America went to this technology. But on the major examining all the work, he couldn't find inertia. And because of that, just because of that, he said it was impossible for them to fund the technology. Did you meet Jack Kennedy? I didn't meet him. We talked. I was known by, by the workforce that he was my friend. And when it was announced he'd been killed, they told me when I arrived at work, I'm sad to say your friend is dead. 
So you had many telephone conversations. Yes, we had definite conversation with. It's not that we also did a, a long letter to President Clinton when he was president, and it was put to music, and that should be seen on my website. You can actually hear it. Barry Strohler wrote the music, and I think it's uh, well, some mature who read the letter to music. And that the website is SearlSolution dot com, correct? Yes. Searle, S E A R L Solution dot com. Uh, let me uh, throw it over to my uh, colleague here again, Dwayne Hickey. Go ahead. Question. So, uh, so John, uh, your your device is basically pulling ions out of the air and electrons out of the air, and is it uh, also purifying the air when it when it does this? Oh yes, it cleans up the air. That's the beauty about it. The, your room becomes negatively charged instead of positively charged. That means, for people listening, that you can work without getting eyesore, headaches, and things like that. And you don't suffer from disease so much because the dust is on the floor. Dust cannot flow in a negative state. It can only flow in a positive state. And if we can get the room nice negatively stayed, two things happen. Clean air, and you don't get tired out. I used to work a week without sleep. The press came every day, took me from work to the site where we were demonstrating the work, and then back to work. They would ask, when do you sleep? And I would say, if I went to sleep, you would not have this meeting today. Was Nikola Tesla an influence? Uh, I don't know very much about Tesla, but I understand that he met up with the same problems I met up, only he met up with Morgan. J.P. Morgan, yes. He did not want AC power on the market. Well, he certainly didn't want AC power being transmitted through the air where it couldn't be no. metered, and that's for sure. I can understand that with ease. Well, which begs the question, John, um, and that is, this is a very disruptive technology, uh, which may be why uh, it's being stifled. And one could almost understand, here we have uh, the world economy and the, and the world reserve currency, the U.S. dollar, which is essentially a petrodollar. If overnight, let's say, uh, we were to replace all the, uh, you know, the gas turbines and we were to um, uh, get rid of the need for fossil fuel, wouldn't that cause the, uh, the economy just to crash? Well, that depends which way you're looking at it. SEG opens up a new dimension for employment. You can now work where we cannot possibly work at this time because fuel and that costs too much. But if we had the energy, we can work the deserts, we can turn the deserts to a paradise, and we can get work for everyone. So there's no worry about shortage. How many people actually employed in petrol stations today? Perhaps two or three people. Now there must be ten jobs they could do if it was powered by SEG. That's true. This That's is a portable different. device. I mean, you don't need to be near a, a, a hydro-generating station. You can no. you could take one of these things in the middle of the jungle, Anywhere. and all of a sudden, well, you've you got... Can't. It doesn't matter about what the weather's like. You just turn the key off, you go. 
you can wave goodbye to every petrol station you pass. All right, John, we've got to wave goodbye here. Just, John, I've just got to wave goodbye for a moment here. We'll, never stop. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back and continue our conversation with John Searle, professor, inventor of the Searle Effect Generator. All right, here on The Conspiracy Show, my name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. John Searle, known as the grandfather of free energy science, is with us, professor, inventor of the Searle Effect Generator, a self-contained electrical power generator, get this, able to produce clean and sustainable energy. It's a magnetic prime mover that operates without friction and can supply electrical power to suit both home and industry. But not surprisingly, we are not going to see this on the... Uh, on the market anytime soon. Let's delve into that aspect a little uh, further, John, if we could. Uh, have you been approached, for example, uh, I'm thinking back to people like Stanley Meyer and his water engine, uh, who, according to legend, was approached by Big Oil. They wanted to buy his device, basically put it on a shelf so it would gather dust. Have you been approached by Big Oil? Well, I have been. But there's something I'd like to point out, which may interest you, I was in Canada in 1971. I went on TV and demonstrated the solar fair, in which your government then invited me to lunch with the full cabinet. Pierre Trudeau. And the Prime that would have stated that that is what Canada needed. But I said that I've already been to the PAR people. They turned it down. They said yes because they just paid out a lot of money to harness the water for the energy, and they won't allow anything like that into the country. But we had a long dinner party in which I ate nothing because they kept asking me questions. Then the Prime Minister said to me, aren't you hungry, John? Well, I was, but how can you eat and talk at the same time? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, John, you... They meant well. They yes. really wanted to see the SEC there in Canada. Well, having said that, John, uh, a gentleman that's been on this program a number of times, uh, and that and he was the former uh, Deputy Prime Minister, and that would be Paul Hellyer, the Honorable Paul Hellyer, uh, who's very interested in free energy. In fact, he's just written a book called The Money Mafia, uh, in which he describes how the international bankers, and uh, I imagine he would throw big oil in there, are suppressing free energy devices like yours. Have you been in contact with the Honorable Paul Hellyer? No, not to my knowledge. That's a gentleman I think you'd like to talk to. Uh, let me uh, uh, throw it. You, you mentioned your uh, association and your friendship with John Kennedy, and I know uh, my co-host Dwayne Hickey has a question about that. Dwayne? So, John, do you think uh, that might have had something to do with you know, your connection with, with Kennedy? Do you think that might have uh, got him killed? I think so. That's always been on my mind. That, that seems to be a good reason to stop the SEG if he was keen to get Edwards Air Force Base to fund the research work. So you, you, you are leaning towards that as a motive, that his interest yes. in free energy may have led to his assassination. In my heart, I feel that way. Mm. You mentioned uh, uh, some time ago on this program that there was 
a company or an organization, I believe you used the initials SEI, uh, that, that was standing in the way, that was preventing this from coming to market. It, was it SEI? Yes. What, what does SEI stand for? Who are these people? That, that was the uh, technology. And, uh, they have, I'm not supposed to be talking about this, but they have uh, told the people they own everything. I like the people that they don't own nothing. So it's this is dream. this was a parent company that claims they own the rights yes. to this technology, yes. and you're disputing this. Is there an ongoing I court case? That the companies don't want me to talk about it, as it's in solicitors' hands at this time. All right. Is this in court at the moment? Yes. It is. Okay. Or will be. We're coming up on another break here, but we'll start the discussion now. We'll continue after the break, and that is, are there other Searle Effect generators elsewhere? Do, do other people have this device in their home, or are you the only one? No, there, there was two others out there. One was handed back to me when he recovered, and in case somebody else needed it, and the other one died, and we think the authorities stopped it. Because he had no relatives. So the person that was in possession of this used it, uh, and then when they died, uh, it was destroyed? Is that the idea? Yes. Well, it's all in this new book I'm writing. And what is the name of this book, and when can we expect it to be published? Well, the first part I hope to release soon. The second volume will be very quick after. And the third part, that's actually, they'll be a thousand pages long. Have you thought every minute detail tell you what to do, how to do it, how I did it to learn. I make it as simple as I can. I do the mathematics as simple as it's possible to do to help people to understand. But they were not able to learn at school. So this will be your legacy. You want to give this gift to the world. So have you thought about uh, putting the... Uh, the instructions up on the internet for free where anyone could download them? Well, it will be. It's, the, uh, we'll be sending copies each uh, volume to the media and top people, governments, so they can study it. So they can really see that I mean no harm to anyone, but good. And also for the benefit of the animals that we have to have to survive. I can just I can see the, uh, the the debunkers lining up right now to try and discredit you. I mean, obviously they've been trying to do that for many years. Um, do you have any friends on Capitol Hill? I know you had an, a, a friendship with with Jack Kennedy. Yes. Do you have any uh, allies in Washington yes. now? Yes. Bill Clinton did uh, uh, reply to John Thomas personally, who was working with me then in New York, and wish him all the success. As I say this book, yes, him and Carter did wish us success. They wrote the letter, the reply themselves personally, but the only person that, that actually tried to do something to have was President Kennedy. All right. And it's sad that he died for it. John, we'll take one final time out. We'll come back and finish up our most intriguing conversation. Stay with us right here on The Conspiracy Show. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zuma Radio. 
AM 740. And we roll along with our conversation with John Searle, the grandfather of free energy science, inventor of the Searle Effect Generator, which uh, is uh, about 70 years in the making. He first devised this uh, device back in 1946 as a young lad in England. Uh, now, John, is there any way this device and the, the energy source that you're tapping into could be weaponized? Is that a concern if, let's say, someone at DARPA were to get their hands on this? Well, let's put it this way. I don't think people realize, A, the effects of the energy were demonstrated early in the 18th century. Late in that century, when movies came on, they used these effects that were being demonstrated at musical halls, universities, places like that, at showpiece. But they couldn't put it together to motor. But then Einstein came along, and he proved that the atom did have all this energy in it. But he was determined it would take a lot more energy to get it out, which, of course, he was proved wrong. It did not take that amount of energy to get it out. The atom bomb proved that. Then along came the people who invented the ingredients, creating the machines. Then came this idiot, born in England, in a workhouse, who put it all together as a motor, and has since been kicked for doing so. And today is still getting kicked for doing so. But whether they kick me or not, the SEG is coming to the market here in America. And in China, we have signed the contract legally, and I guarantee that I've got to go back to England to sort out matters there before I come back to get on with the work. We are going to get the SUG to the market, whether these people like it or not. I don't care a damn. I'm interested to save the planet. It's crying for help. I want to make sure the future generation have got something to live for. I can live in a better world than we live today. I am determined to achieve that. So, John, when do you expect to see your, your product out on the market? Well, if we get the money in two years, it'll be on the market. And, and where, will, where will it be unveiled? Will it be China? Well, it will, we expect the first one, to, the demonstration, will be here in the States. In the United States. Yes. And then we'll be... Well, there are preparing factories in China to mass produce them. There's been long rumored uh, a community in Switzerland uh, that is completely off the grid, an entire town. It's very secretive, uh, and uh, it has been suggested that this this um, village or town in Switzerland may be using a device similar to yours. Do you know about this town, and what can you tell me if so? No, I don't know about it, uh, but if there is, there are ways to produce electricity, agree, but they wear out because heat is involved. Right, friction, right. Yes, that's the problem they've got. I'm looking for a project that do not have this friction problem, and the SUG don't have it. Are you at all, is there any reason to, con, to be concerned with the fact that uh, this device 
would be assembled in China. Uh, obviously, I don't need to tell you, uh, many, uh, many people in the United States look to China as being uh, a major threat. Well, China, of course, wants to get established in the technology field. They're under the contract, they will make the SEG except for the magnetic side, which will be done here in San Diego, USA. And we'll do it and send the part to them, and they'll just mass assemble them and sell them. And your timeline, and you're quite confident, your timeline is within two years we could see... Uh, two years, if the money was in the bank today. I guess the money will come. It's just that there's been so much anti-stuff out on the web that sort of turned people off, take the risk. How can two people different people own the same technology and rights. Once we clear that up legally, I think we will see the money come in, and then we can say, from that moment, two years, we should be in mass production. But surely, uh, John, it would be very easy uh, for uh, an unbiased team of scientists to arrive at your home, uh, test this, write a peer-reviewed journal article, uh, which would announce to the world that the science behind the SEG is sound, repeatable, verifiable, according to the scientific method, case closed. What's the problem? Well, they've done that in the past. The problem is people take their nutcases. They call all my workforce nutcases. So even if you were to bring in, let's say, someone from the, the, uh, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory or... Uh, I don't know, um, physicists from, or <clears throat> uh, I guess a physicist would be the person uh, best qualified. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Harvard or Princeton. Uh, you're telling me that if they came and uh, pronounced that the SEG is legitimate and it works according to, you know, everything that you've said, that they, no, they, they would be immediately, it. they would immediately be discredited. Yes. They say that so is poison is mine. That's what they do to all my staff on the web. They say they're mad. Well, this is a real conundrum. <laughs> uh, now, every every expert, Einstein, Newton, and everyone you can think of that changed the world for the better were all called insane. That's why I say to the media when they ask, "Are you insane?" I said, well, I belong to a good union because all these great people were also insane. That's right. You're in good company, to be sure. Yeah, it's in good company. Are you ever concerned about your, well, you're in your 80s now. Uh, you know, you've lived a good life. But uh, at any point, have you been concerned about your personal safety, given this disruptive technology and the threat that it poses to the established order? Well, I had the days I've been threatened by people. But I just lock the door and tell them they'll be detained until I know who they are. Um, by four o'clock in the morning, they're desperate, want the loo and the drink, and they then tell me. Then I let them go. I don't worry about anyone. I just get on with my job, do what I have to do. That's all I'm concerned with. What do your neighbors think of you, John? Well, I don't know. I've never talked to them around here. But... In Mortimer, the Atomic Works wrote a nasty letter because I wouldn't give them the 
IGV they were watching on television. So they wrote an anti to stop people investing in me. So that I'd be forced to give them the secret so they could make it. But unfortunately, the news had already got out about the Air Commodore of Great Britain, who said that Johnson said that this craft would not come back to the following Sunday. That was on a Sunday. By Thursday, they admitted that so must be right. It won't be coming back here till Sunday. Therefore, we are leaving and going back. When so comes out on the market, he will overrule the Americans and the Russians. He will be king and master of all airspace. And that was from the Air Commodore on a Thursday afternoon at 3 o'clock, hmm. in Could... which I had atomic work, worker there talk to me and Reverend George Nixon that I had there as witness, that he wanted to write a article to get the people to fund the work so I could stop having to go to work to get money to do the work. But then, when I re he saw that particular flash, he turned on me and said, give it to him. I will. So he turned to the Reverend George Nixon and said, make him give it to me. And he said, I can't. What are you offering him? And I said, nothing. But you get royalties. And think of all the people he put in work. And Reverend George Nixon said, you need some money now. Right. John, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, and I... I don't mean to be flippant here, but you are in, well into your 80s. Is there, my concern would be at this point, is it, is it possible that this technology could die with you? Of course, that's always a worrying problem. That's why I'm writing this book, to make sure every detail, how I learned it, how it goes together, how it fits the dreams, so that people can make it. If they really understand, it's the magnetizer that's got to be changed. And that is what here in San Diego at the lab, they are building the new type of magnetizer, which I hope will cut the cost down to quite a bit. Right. So we can keep the generator at the same price around the other generator's cost. And, um... and in Canada, when I went from firm to firm in the 70s, they said if the generator runs for two years, we would buy it. Okay. Uh, let me say that I see no reason why it shouldn't run two years. And I see no reason why that it shouldn't keep on running for the next generation and the next generation until time itself stops. What would the price point be on one of these SEGs for home use once they're mass-produced? How much would one well, expect to pay? At the moment, it looks like it would be about... $16,000. But just bear in mind, you've got something that you're going to pass down to generations and generations. It's an investment. Right. So, yes, 16000 amortized over 70, 80 years. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> and could that run a household or could that run a, a community? Run your old house and a big swimming pool, keep it hot in the winter, keep it cool in the summer. Could it be adapted for use in an automobile? Oh, yes. It's perfect to make the, all your, say, if you have one of these mobile homes, it could supply all the heat for motion and also for cooking and everything. In fact, I hope it won't be too long before we can take a mobile home and tour America 
a demonstrate cookers plugged in on it and that showed that it cooks just as good as any cook in your house does. Well, John, listen, uh, I wish you many years, my friend, uh, so that you can complete this uh, most important work. And uh, we look forward to uh, the book, Volumes 1 and 2, which we hope will be out uh, soon. We'd love to have you back on the program uh, when those books I, are ready. I wish it was at the lab so I could actually show you how Einstein, Albert uh, Einstein and Newton, so I think Newton, would answer what they were saying. And you then realize that it does not break any laws whatsoever. In fact, it proves them to be correct. That's fascinating. John, it's a, a real uh, pl- a, a pleasure and a privilege to have met you, sir, again many years, and uh, I look forward uh, to speaking with you again. Good luck. Thank you very much. Now I wish you a long and happy life. Thank you, sir. Thank you, John. John Searle. Wow. What did you make of that, Dwayne Hickey? I loved it. I can't wait for uh, for the device to come out on the market to to read his book. It'll be very interesting. Well, I, um, I obviously I wish him well. Uh, I am I'm not skeptical about the device necessarily. I'm not a physicist. What I'm skeptical about is the likelihood that it will come to market in two years. I think the forces lined up against him are so powerful uh, that they would stop at nothing to prevent something this disruptive from coming to market until they're ready for it to come to market. That's my only concern. Hey, uh, again, John Searle and his website, if you want to check it out for yourself and learn about the Searle Effect Generator, the website, www.searlesolution.com. Searle, that's S-E-A-R-L, searlesolution.com. My website, richardserrett.com. That's your portal to The Conspiracy Show. Say hello on Twitter, at Richard Serrett, and as always, follow the truth.